We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Buff Nation! Let's go! Ah, feels good to say that again. Oh, he's back, everyone. Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We're presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Everyone say hi to RK. It's been a while. He's back. <laughs> I'm back. Well, kind of. Not entirely back. Right. But uh, as I just posted on Twitter, I missed talking buffs too much, so I couldn't handle it any longer. Um, not the nicest setup here, but, you know. We're doing what we have to do to uh, to get on here and talk about some Colorado football on game week. Yes, sir. We persevere. That's what I love to hear, man. Um, it's been a crazy week, honestly. There's been a lot that's gone on, so we're just going to get your reaction to a lot of uh, what we've been going through, what we've been talking about. Um, let's start off with Tyler Brown because that was just massive. We didn't expect um, that to be just as... Um, big as it was, I guess. What was your reaction to the whole thing and how it all unfolded? Um, it's absolute bullshit is my reaction. Um, the NCAA is a joke. And, you know, the fact that they try to pretend like they care about these student-athletes and they want to do what's best for these student-athletes and this, that, and the other thing, it's all bullshit. Um, and for them not to be able to recognize the difference between Tyler Brown's situation and the situation of a player who, you know, um, didn't get the starting job and wants to go search for greener pastures is just so disheartening because you you just like to believe that there are people in these positions for an organization whose job really is to look out for the best for these student athletes to be able to see through, you know, the bullshit and see through what's real. And Tyler Brown's situation is obviously very real. I don't think a lot of people knew that story. Um, before Tyler was brave enough to go out there and share it in that much detail. Um, and, and you have to think about the fact that that was sent to the NCAA. That is Tyler pouring his heart out, being as vulnerable as a person his age could possibly be. And for the NCAA to watch that video and see him pour his heart out like that and see him open up like that and just be like, mm, no, is just sickening to me. Uh, it's honestly sickening. So um, I know Tyler is going to be all right. 
Um, I think he has an incredible support system, not just with his family, who has obviously rallied around him through this, but uh, with Buff Nation, with his teammates, with Coach Prime, with the entire coaching staff. Um, so, you know, Tyler will be all right. Tyler's going to be bigger and stronger and better next season. But just from a human standpoint, above all else, um, it really, really was was upsetting to me. Yeah, it's pretty upsetting. It's pretty shitty of the NCAA. It's just another case of them really. What I said on Friday was they like it's like a lottery, basically. They roll this big ball, and whatever comes out is the punishment or whatever they want to hand down for whatever case. It's not even case-by-case case basis. It's just random at this point. Uh, it is Tyler Brown's birthday today, though, so make sure you guys wish Tyler a happy birthday. Uh, I'm sure we'll see more of him here very, very soon. With that, though, Ryan... Happy birthday, Rock. Yeah, let him know. Uh, Savion Wilkerson's eligible, though. We're like six deep in this running back room now. Yeah, yeah, that was another one. Um, if you guys remember, when we first talked about the Tyler Brown situation, people said, okay, well, are there other people that are in this situation? We said, oh, we're not going to talk about that right now. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. That was one of them. And to be honest, I thought Tyler had a better case. Um, now, I guess, you know, as we've kind of, seen the uh you know the curtain get pulled back on all of this there's a little more to it in terms of being a walk-on versus being on scholarship and this that and the other um so in the end putting tyler aside great news for the buffs great news for savion wilkerson and um you know i feel like his running style really fits what sean lewis likes from at yep. least one of the backs in his rotation so uh, I know there are a ton of people to go to and, and Hank, you know, might um, be the more gifted player who kind of fits that mold as well. But I think uh, Savion Wilkerson is absolutely going to get carries in this, in this offense. And, you know, um, hopefully everyone gets a chance to eat because there's just so many carries to go around and, you know, this offense moves fast. You're getting guys in and out of there and giving guys a chance and uh, happy for him that he's, he's able to play. Have you been uh, watching well off and all that stuff? On and off, on and okay. off. Uh, I've gotten, I, I got a few in here and there. I was, um, I was in Ecuador uh, right. until today, and uh, w- would love to uh, take a morning coffee up to like this little terrace that was at our hotel, look out at the views and watch some well off. So I, I did see some. Let's go. So uh, just Alton McCaskill. It sounds like he's begging Coach Prime to basically take some hits. But it sounds like he's 110% and ready to go. Do you still think he's going to be the lead guy here on Saturday? Man, um, in terms of total carries, I think he has a really good chance to be. Um, But I just, I've I've been saying this since the day that he committed to Colorado. I don't know how you're going to keep Dylan Edwards off the field. Yeah. Every damn day, every day, Dylan, Dylan, every day, Edwards, whatever you want to call him. (laughs) uh, He's making a big play. And, the other thing is, like, we'll see what happens um, when, you know, when push comes to shove and when he is, you know, asked to run between the tackles or potentially, like, go out there behind the fullback. I don't know exactly how they're going to call it. Um, but it doesn't seem to me like he's a boomer bust type of player. Mm-hmm. It seems to me it's, like, four, five, or 50, or 80. Um, not, like, one or 80. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, so I think it's going to be hard to keep him off the field. Um, his shiftiness in, in small, in tight spaces is so difficult to stop. You see him just like leaving guys out to waste, uh, in the middle of the field when, when he's out in the open field. So 
I think he's going to get a ton of carries, but I do think Alton is ready to go and will get his fair share as well. Yeah, I think so too. I think if, uh, you know, gun to my head, I would probably pick Alton to lead the backfield and carries on Saturday. Uh, back to the roster overall, with Tyler Brown being ineligible, that means we have an open spot. And in comes Juju Mitchell, Ryan, former ASU, Texas, and Tennessee linebacker. He's been all over the place. He was Texas's leading tackler in 2020. He had a pretty decent season last year for the Vols. Um, obviously dismissed for an incident at practice with a grad assistant from ASU a few weeks ago. But now he's here in Colorado. Just your reaction to that and analysis. Uh, super talented player. Mm-hmm. My question for you is, is he immediately eligible? I, I think so. I, don't, I, I, wish, I wish I could tell you for sure. <laughs> we don't know what the, the NCAA Wheel of Destiny landed exactly. on. <laughs> no, not uh, yet. <laughs> yeah, it seems like he, he is, which is crazy. If he's a grad transfer, that would make more sense. Um, he's been at a lot of schools, so there's a chance that he did graduate. I think that's the case. So, And what's crazy is the grad transfers can do whatever they want. Um, you could transfer like 10 times if you want, just as long as you've graduated. Yep. Um, so uh, one of those rooms that wasn't totally stacked with like eye popping talent. Um, and I think that's what Juju Mitchell is like some legitimate eye popping NFL caliber talent. Um, you know, the, he's transferred a lot. He obviously had the issue at ASU, but uh, I'm sure you said this on, on the show the day that, that we kind of found out about this, like, if there's any coaching staff that's going to be able to help him, you know, stay, get on the right path and stay on the right path, it's this one. So uh, I'm, I'm excited for him, honestly, um, because he's such a talented player. Uh, and I think, you know, just other factors have gotten in the way for him. But I think he could really, really be a contributor. I don't know how soon he can be a big contributor, having joined this late. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited for him and, and, and – I think this is a really, really great opportunity. And one of those ones where it's just like now or never for the player, you know? Right. Uh, With that being said about grad transfers, Chance Main decided this wasn't where he was going to play football this year. Uh, We found that out sometime middle of last week. uh, Coach, who was it? Coach Kelly, I think. uh, Someone was asked about injured guys, and Chance Main was grouped in there. And then we found out that day after that he's actually just leaving the program. He goes to Texas State. But it sounds like when Neely and I were talking about it, that's just because the defensive line has been balling out and everyone keeps raving about them so far. Hey, that's uh, a great kind of um, consolation, I guess, if you could even call it that. But, you know, with these grad transfers, we've known that, like, these guys didn't come back here to not play. Right. Now, I happen to think that Chance Main was going to play. Um, and I just don't think it was as much as he wanted to. Uh, as we know, like, if, if the NFL is the goal for these grad transfers, this is a one and done, last chance. Get, you know, get in front of as many people as you can, make as many plays as you can. And I think Chance Main got to a point where he just thought, man, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get the snaps that I need to go out there and make a big impact. Um, the only thing that kind of threw me for a loop, Jake, was Coach Salas' comments on it. Yes. Um, and so can, can you reiterate those for me and, and I guess let me know what you thought of that? So he said he decided he didn't want to play football, which obviously isn't exactly accurate because he still wanted to play football, which is why he's at Texas State. So I inferred he was saying here, 
Um, but yeah, he was just kind of used that as an opportunity to talk about the rest of the defensive line, really. So we know how Coach Sal is as a coach. I don't know what happened or if something did happen down there, but uh, I don't know. Just sounds like Coach Sal is fine with Chance May not being on the roster, really. Yeah, that was wild. Uh, and, and I almost wonder if it was more like metaphorically than literally. Yeah. Uh, in terms of what Coach Prime was saying, or what, what Coach Sal was saying, like, hey, he just didn't want to play football anymore. Kind of like got a little too tough for him. Um, it's, I know that, that Coach Sal is just like a no bullshit guy, but I would have definitely thought he would have just dodged that, kind of mm-hmm. danced around it. And it, to me, it, 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 it read like he took it head on and was just like, yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't ready for it. Right. Yeah. That's kind of what I got too. But, uh, <laughs> Coach Sal's an interesting one. Um, Coach Sal talked about this guy though. And I think we talked about him last Saturday when we were talking after the scrimmage, but Tajay McCoy is getting a lot of buzz. Shane Koch shouted him out. Uh, Coach Sal talked about what he's been able to do. Uh, we saw what he, what he was able to do in the scrimmage. It feels like he's going to play and play a decent amount on Saturday even. That's huge, man. Um, you you brought in so many transfers and a, a lot of grad transfers like we talked about, and that is – going to be uh, you know the majority of this roster and I think when you and I looked at this roster and kind of built it out um you know metaphorically we got to the point of just like okay you're gonna have Cormani and Dylan and maybe one of the wide receivers who become big contributors from the freshman class and the rest is just gravy right um and so for Tajay McCoy to kind of just like come out of nowhere, start making waves, start making headlines. And if he can go out there and be an impact player for this team, it's like, uh, you know, like found money, right? Um, or like, you know, some long-term investment that you just made all of a sudden mm-hmm. um, just popped and, you know, the stock tripled or whatever. So uh, this is really exciting. Like any young player, uh, I think Carter Stoutmeyer is another guy who we could see yep. get legitimate time out there. Like any of these freshmen – who can go out there and make impact plays for this team is um, a huge, huge bonus to a team that we really thought would be mostly led by transfers. And it still is. uh, But, you know, these guys are going to be the future. I just keep going back to when we watched this film and we watched that junior year tape when he was kind of playing more inside, was a bit bigger, a bit heavier, and he wasn't really that impactful. We weren't too impressed. And then we watched the senior tape where he kind of slims down a bit. He's playing out on the edge, and it's like, holy cow, Like this guy can actually play. So the trajectory really kind of makes sense for me. It's just awesome to see this early because, like you said, I don't think we expected it this early. I think maybe we could have seen a path for some contribution at some point this year, but it sounds like week one is going to be the thing for him. Awesome. Um, Last thing before we hit break, CU gets their first – AP preseason All-American since LaVisca Chenault in 2019. Travis Hunter gets AP preseason All-American honors as an all-purpose player. Your reaction to the first CU All-American in four years? Uh, Just awesome, man. And I I love that he is getting nationally recognized. Uh, On top of that, he gets the Bleacher Report show, which looks like it's going to be really cool. (laughs) The teasers that they've had for that have been fantastic. Um, I love... I'm excited for people to get to see uh, to get to see Travis's real personality mm-hmm. because he definitely doesn't show it when he's on the podium, um, which, as we've talked about before, is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's like a really funny, fun, 
guy. Uh, so I'm excited for that. And then as for the preseason honors, what I want to see is by the end of the year, he's first team All-American on offense and defense, not just all yes. purpose. Yes. Uh, he's going to, he's going to make a chance, man. I think so. Um, real quick shout out to our friends at circle K. We're excited, excited to partner with our friends over there at circle K. Make sure you check out your local circle K for the best coffee, beer and snack selection and their premium gas. We've got, uh, some freebie freebies and giveaways coming on down the road. Have you been hitting up those circle K's as you've been uh, traveling across the continent, I guess. <laughs> I can't say I saw any circle K's in Ecuador, but, um, <laughs> I'm in a uh, undisclosed American city now, yes. and uh, I'm back in Circle K territory. <laughs> Love to hear it. Uh, shout out to Circle K for sponsoring DMVR. Make sure you guys visit your nurse nearest Circle K to pick up all your favorite finds. And shout out to Splash Sports. Uh, DMVR has a weekly pick contest for everyone to participate and enter for real money. Just head on over to splashsports.com slash DMVR. The link is in the description. Sign up there, deposit cash to get started, and enter DMBR's weekly NFL pick contest for just 20 bucks. Grand prize is 7500 bucks. second place just over $2,000. We'll be running weekly contests all year, so make sure you keep that link handy and sign up now. Again, head on over to splashsports.com slash DMBR to join in. We'll have different contests coming out, so we are stoked to compete with and against you all. Be sure to click the link in the description. Today, the headliner is Warren Sapps at practice. I'm sure you saw, though, Michael Irvin last week. We just keep stacking gold jackets here in Boulder, man. It's uh, it's remarkable, uh, and it never gets old. And then you've got, like, Lil Wayne tweeting about Coach Prime the yes. other day. And the, um, the Fox promos that have been, like, <laughs> so wild. Yeah. Um, have you seen the one where they put um, the, the gold sunglasses on Peggy? no oh my god it's like a it's like an actual commercial uh and it's kind of cutting back and forth from thing to thing and one of the ones is that shows coach prime with his arm around peggy and then uh like gold sunglasses like drop down onto her (laughs) Um, so you've got that one and like i just keep thinking like are we sure this isn't all a fever dream right like like, the the fox had like a 400 pound buffalo on the sidelines of the Saints game like what is happening? What what, are, what world are we living in? And then you've got Michael Irvin delivering like ten out of ten speeches at practice. Yeah. Warren Sapp's there today. Tia, I mean, I know I I keep coming back to this. Like Neely told us all this was going to happen, um, but it doesn't make it any less amazing when it does. Well, and they keep on saying great things about what they're saying. I mean, Tio's like basically mentoring a lot of these wide receivers. And, you know, we saw him and Javon Antonio walking off the practice field one day, and it was like he's probably trying to pick as much information off of Tio's brain as he possibly can. Michael Irvin said basically that this team is going to surprise some people. I'm interested to see what Warren Sapp says after today because there seems to be a pattern forming here with uh, these guests' opinions on what's going on in Colorado. Yep, and if you read the comments on stuff like that, which – don't if you can help yourself (laughs) um but like all of them are like coach prime told them to say this they're just hyping up he they're just doing a favor for him because he's their buddy and i'm just thinking like why would coach prime do that if he didn't think the team was going to be good right you know like like false hype wouldn't do him any favors in fact it would hurt him um so like 
I don't think Coach Prime is, is looking at this team not confident in them and then telling, you know, um, Urban Meyer to go on Colin Coward and right. say how good they're going to be or whatever, or Michael Irvin or whoever, like T.O. It's, it's interesting that people would think that he would, he would do that, which would really just be setting himself up for failure unless he really believes. And I think he really believes. And the latest one was Aaron Andrews last night, kind of giving us a little sneak peek about the uniforms that they're going to wear. And then mm-hmm. saying like, um, they're all going to be wearing shades, uh, suits and shades coming into the game. Um, people are like, that's going to look so dumb if they vote, if they lose. And it's just like, yeah, I just don't think coach Prime thinks they're going to lose like at all. Right. Well, and, and he's probably, certainly not worried about it. That's got to be coming off the bus, though, right? They're not walking onto the field with shades on, right? No, I just think he means, like, yeah, we're going to be swagged out. Like, yes. we're coming off the bus, suited up, um, and, you know, like, with six shades on. It's probably a, uh, an, like, an, a team-wide NIL, NIL deal. I wouldn't be surprised sure. um, if they got, like, hooked up with some, with some sunglass company. Mm-hmm. maybe shady race there you go <laughs> shout out to our friends over there uh, a couple watch lists came out with a few buffs that made them first off the senior bowl watch list uh zay made it tank made it brendan gant dmac and shiloh that's five guys tank though i felt like was the most impactful one because he's a junior so it sounds like he's on track to already graduate early and if he declares he's eligible to then go to the senior bowl well, um, that would be amazing for him if he plays at that level that he, he thinks it's time to go to the NFL. Um, same thing for Shador, you know, like we've mm-hmm. talked about that. Um, it's a good thing, I think, for Colorado if players are playing so well as juniors that they're going to the NFL, even though selfishly or you, you want them to right. stay around uh, for their full eligibility. But I think so, – so as we told the story before, you and I met at the Senior Bowl. Yep. And I think that was my first one. Um, and I want to say that was, what, 2018? Uh, I think so, 2019, yeah. maybe? I think it was 2018. And I think in the entire time that I've been covering the Senior Bowl, I've only seen one buff there. Uh, and that was Steven Montez. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philip Lindsay didn't even get invited to the senior bowl. He ended up going to the shrine game where he, he balled out, but, um, I'm trying to remember if, if there was other guys that I'm not thinking of. Um, maybe there was one last year when I wasn't there, but it's pretty crazy to see that many guys on the watch list. And I think you'll see plenty of them, uh, get their chance. Shiloh also though has two years of eligibility yep. left. So we'll see what happens. And then the other one is the, uh, comeback player of the year watch list. We had Alton McCaskill and Demoy Kennedy make that list. We've both talked about how big their impacts could be. They're both kind of wearing that yellow jersey still, but I feel like they're all ready to go. Yeah, man. Um, who would you pick? Who's going to be out of those two? Who's the favorite for Alton? Oh, okay, all right. Yep. Would you say otherwise? Yeah, I mean Demoy's my guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I think he's going to make a ton of plays for this defense. I mean, it's possible that both can win it, though, because last year it was Michael Penix, uh, Layatu Latu out of UCLA, and Mo Ibrahim out of Minnesota. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's just like what we talked about. Well, we actually it's a little different this year, but we talked about comeback player in the end of, uh, in, of the year in the NFL. 
Mm-hmm. This year, it's definitely going to Demar Hamlin, but right. usually it's like got to go to a quarterback or a playmaker that can make put up a bunch of stats. So I guess that's fair. Uh, just a few more things I got uh, yesterday. This came out. Colorado offered the 2025 five-star wide receiver DJ Pickett from Zephyr Hills High School in Tampa, Florida. He also plays both ways. He uh, says he's the best safety in the country in his Twitter bio. He's a top 10 player in the 2025 class, according to the 247 Sports Consensus. And just another two-way player, man. That's a, It's getting scary. I know, and, and a speed guy. Mm-hmm. Um, who can just absolutely fly. And I'm just starting to think, like, I think Coach Prime might make Colorado the next Oregon. Like, that. that's what we remember from mm-hmm. early 2010s Oregon is the flashy uniforms, the fastest guys in the country, fast pace on offense. We already know that they want to do that with Sean Lewis. And that, to me, is, like, the the brightest timeline like the black and gold and all that stuff. It just all adds up like coach prime himself get making Colorado the fastest team in the country feels like it, it's like, could be the goal. Um, and to me, that's like the most exciting possible outcome of, of this era. You can just see what they're trying to do. I mean, given Sean Lewis's offense, how they talk about the wide receivers being the angels and just how good they've been in camp. Like that's kind of the, We've already seen the archetype, really, of what they want this roster to be, even though they had to make this roster in basically six months and just add whoever they could in the portal. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and we that's exactly right. Like We haven't necessarily seen what coach what a Coach Prime roster looks like when built the exact way that he wants to. Obviously, this is, this is pretty close, considering he got to start from zero, yeah. uh, basically. But you're limited a little bit through the transfer portal. I think as, you know, we start to see him change that percentage of how much of, of, you know, new players are transfers, grad transfers, and of course, freshmen, you'll start to see what he really envisions for the future of this program. All right. I want to talk about some of the 2024 recruits before we get to your guys' questions, but make sure you get those in now. Shout out to our friends at Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, August is coming to an end, but it's still the Mountain Beach Sour Beer of the Month here at the DMVR Bar. You can get one on draft for just six bucks. We got a ton of other Breckenridge Brewery beers on tap. The Avalanche Amber Ale, Mile High City Golden, the Fun Slinger, and the Broncos Country Pale Ale. Uh, we're going to have a... or They're going to have a watch party at their farmhouse in Littleton uh, when the Broncos take on the Chiefs, I believe, October 12th. So if you can't make it to the DMVR Bar for that one, make sure you check them out. And use their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a Breck brew near you. And then also our friends, Bacchus and Shanker, they're here to help if you get seriously injured. They've been doing so for more than 25 years. No fees to speak with them about your case. No fees will they work on your case. And no fees unless they win your case and win money for you. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients and help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians. Trucks, even if you're injured at work, smash that Shador line, 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Shanker wins. And then finally, our friends at Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Uh, were you repping your Shady Rays out there in Ecuador? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got them right next to me in my bag. Sunburnt at all? No, no. It's it's actually a, a really like mild climate there. It's like 
65 to 75 every day. Not exactly like for where we were in Quito, not exactly like tropical. We were we're in the burning. mountains. We were twice twice the elevation of Denver almost. That's crazy because we were burning up yeah. out here this entire week, except for Friday. Yeah, it's basically like like if you put uh, a city three times the size of Denver in the mountains. <laughs> Sounds dope though. Yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> like the views and stuff are amazing, but um, it's crazy to think like because you know. In Colorado, all the mountain towns are tiny. Right, right. Like, imagine if all of a sudden, like, you were in Vail and there was, like, skyscrapers around you. Yeah, that sounds insane. It looked crazy, the pictures that you uh, put on social. Anyway, shout out to Shady Rays. Um, They're a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've ever worn. Durable frames and extremely clear polarized optics. Shop their entire collection at the Park Meadows Mall or go online to ShadyRays.com. Use that code DMVR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And you could try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right. So I don't know if you've been keeping track of this 2024 class over the last week. Um, High school football kind of started last weekend. I guess this was a lot of guys week one, I guess, around the country. But a lot of these players have played the last two weekends. And dude, Aaron Butler is balling out. He had over 250 yards receiving on eight passes and two touchdowns on Friday night. Um, he's already accounted for over 420 yards of offense and four touchdowns through two games. He's going off. What is that, like 40 yards a touch? <laughs> Basically, yeah. It's insane. That's insane. That's insane, man. So excited. I love seeing this stuff. Like I saw the big run from Danny O'Neill. Yep. Um, I saw Talon Chandler's team won like 56-0. to uh Aaron Butler's putting up insane stats uh it's so fun you know to see those highlights and stuff come across the timeline as I've said since the beginning of the coach primary like <clears throat> it feels so good to be excited about recruiting again mm-hmm. um recruiting at Colorado for the last decade has been like all right well maybe all the other schools in the country just didn't notice this guy and he's actually really good <laughs> uh now it's like okay you know we we stole this guy from Georgia and Alabama and he's putting up you know 200 yards a game uh Eric Brantley the defensive lineman out of Valdosta Georgia he's been playing both ways his team won 30 or uh they lost 37 to 20 on Friday night that was their opener but he had a sack three hurries 10 tackles an interception and a three-yard rushing touchdown on Friday night (laughs) wow incredible (laughs) Uh, who else do we got? Um, I think uh, Jamaris Wilder had a great game. Um, also, Danny O'Neill threw for over 380 yards and four touchdowns in his second game. He's racked up near 600 yards of passing offense in just two games with five touchdowns. Uh, who else? Talon Chandler here was credited with 10 pancake blocks and three tackles for a loss. <laughs> yeah. 10 pancakes in one game? <laughs> Yes, and three TFLs. He was unguardable. That's insane. That's insane. Uh, Michael Welch also rushed for 205 yards. He had runs of 44 and 54 for a touchdown. Uh, they won their game 33-13. to 13. He also had a punt return for a score in that one. Uh, Winston Watkins had a fantastic week one last week. I think he had two touchdowns over 100 yards on only four receptions. He did have one touchdown grab, a little bit quieter uh, last weekend, but he's got three touchdowns through two games already in his junior season. 
I think that's pretty much it, man. That's awesome, man. So stoked for those guys. And uh, hopefully we get to keep adding more guys to uh, who we're tracking soon. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think we've already seen, um, I don't have the names in front of me right now, but some guys have already scheduled to come out here, of course, for the Nebraska game, but for the CSU game as well. So it's going to be, we're, we're turning it up for recruiting here coming up soon. Yep. All right. Anything else? Um, do you want to talk about the uniforms? Sure. Um, I, I'm trying to just like, let it happen. Right. Uh, (laughs) Me too. I know. I know everyone's trying to like peek behind the curtain and look for every little hint. It is possible that the um, whatever was on the floor in the well-off video with Shelomai and Coach Brown talking is the uniform. It's also possible that's just like a, a prototype that they brought in for him to look at that day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. But the ones that if it if it is the white with the gold numbers, which would kind of add up with what uh, Aaron Andrews said last night, you know, Coach Brown said they're coming out in all white with gold like you've never seen before. Um, I think that's sick. To me, it reminds me of the um, Saints color rush unis, the yeah. all white with the gold numbers and the black outline. Like that, that'll be incredible. Um, so sign me up. I, I'm just like ready for anything excited, and I'll be excited about whatever it is. The comparison I keep on seeing is the uh, the white and gold uh, basketball unis, the ones that just say Bucks yep. on the front. So that's kind of what it looks like we're getting, in the, at least in those pictures. But yeah, as you said, I'm not trying to get too hyped up about it because who knows what's a prototype, what isn't, what's going to be shown on Saturday, what's not. But I think well, Coach has some surprise for us. The basketball uniform, like a football version of that, could make sense because if you remember – when we first started talking about uniforms, I was told by someone um, that would know that it's going to be really tough for them to get Colorado new uniforms this year because normally mm-hmm. that takes like uh, at least a year for, for them to go through the process. But if they were pulling from things that already exist within the CU Nike portfolio, such as the gold and white um, st- uh, uniform that the basketball team has, they might have been able to kind of like expedite the process by saying, okay, well, let's take everything that we currently have in, inside of our kind of brand folder here and you can create, you know, something that you want and, and make it custom without us having to go through a full design pro- uh, process. For sure, for sure. All right, let's get to questions here. Who's up first? Also hit that like button. Make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd also appreciate your five-star review. Looks like Joseph's up first. He's asking, what celebrity should show up in Fort Worth for the Buffs this Saturday? Ooh. I don't know. You guys would know better than me. Who's in the Dallas area? Well, I mean, we got a tweet from him late the other night. Why Why wouldn't Lil Wayne be there? Let's go. Uh, I'm. I would be so in on that. Yeah, I mean... It, there's certainly going to be someone. Maybe, like, I bet you you'll get a couple Cowboys legends in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see. It's going to be crazy, dude. I cannot believe that that is happening, like, I know. in three, three, three and a half days we're on a flight. It's insane. And I'm already – I just got off 12 hours of traveling. I'm flying back to Denver on – wednesday night so i'll be i'll be back on the show in studio on thursday uh and then we're right back on a flight 
to Fort Worth the next day. Uh, have you checked the weather at all? Uh, yeah, it looks like it's going to be chilly. I better pack a jacket. <laughs> um, it does seem like it's getting a little bit cooler, though. Uh, we're hovering around 101, 100 at this point. Kickoff temp around 90. All right. I, I, just think heard... we, we... <laughs> I, I think we'll be all right. I just heard Alyssa groan when I said that. <laughs> yeah, that's the appropriate reaction. Um, what do we got next? Uh, what's up, Matt? Is Saturday's game, this is a question for you, is Saturday's game against TCU the biggest game in Colorado football program history since the national title game? No, 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 no. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. Um, I mean, Colorado's played and won, uh, played in multiple, won one Big 12 championship since then. Mm. Um, like, the 62-36 game was number five in the country versus number 15 with, the, you know, the North division on the line more recently in 2016 Colorado played in the Pac-12 championship game um so no it's it is not the biggest since then but it might be the biggest season opener uh for Colorado since around then I mean there there's been some big ones like um the the year in 2001 when they won the Big 12 they opened up at home against Fresno State with David Carr Mm. uh and a couple other like big names back then and we actually lost which was really shitty because if we win that game we might be in the national championship that year um but yeah so there's been some big ones um i would say this is undoubtedly the most hyped season opener in program history regardless of anything um so it's what's crazy is like i think it's house money um because of the way that the national perspective is like no one is expecting Colorado to win. No one's even expecting Colorado to compete. So if they win, well, the whole world's on notice mm-hmm. uh, and Colorado, you know, is going to surprise people and they're going to be the talk of the college football world for the next week. If they lose close, that's a win um, in terms of everyone saying, okay, Colorado's better than we thought, you know, coach prime, wow, what a job he's done to take this 1-11 team from last year and get it to compete with the runner-up in the national title. And then, you know, in in, the, in a world in which that I don't think is going to happen, but if they lose big, um, well, everyone's just saying, yeah, that's what we thought. So, like, to me, it's a, it's a nothing-to-lose type of game for Colorado. The whole world is kind of waiting to see. Half, you know, half wants to see this uh, succeed. Half wants to see it fail. Maybe a little more than half wants to see it fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, but regardless, I think it's, I think for for the program, it's a it's like a huge, all, all only good outcomes uh, type of scenario. I was patrolling the uh, TCU message boards on two four seven the other night, and they are convinced that they are going to blow Colorado out, like convinced. We'll see. I just I haven't even watched it yet, but someone just DM'd me some clown who made a video <laughs> saying Colorado has the worst roster. Oh, in I saw football. this. Yeah, I saw this. <laughs> I already bookmarked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I was like, I'm gonna watch this later. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I don't know if I've ever seen a team with such a wide range of expectations. Um, 
I think there there are people who expect this team to make a bowl game. And there are people that expect this team to be just as bad as they were last year. And like the difference between that is so vast yeah. considering how bad they were last year. Um, and I think, you know, in the end, it's going to come down to a couple breaks here and there. What's what's in all my years doing this and make myself sound old, but I have been doing this a while now. What I realized is like making predictions before the season is so funny because when you look back at the end of the season, you'll realize there was like three plays, like let's say you were three wins off, which looks really bad, right? If, if I say they're going to win six and they win three. Um, but in, in the, there's three plays that change that. Or, you know, a missed field goal and a blocked yeah. punt, like all of those things. So it's funny to make these predictions because really it's just going to come down to the way the ball bounces. Um, yeah. And I think that, you know, if it, it, I think that Colorado will actually be in a position to where – a couple bounces of the ball will be the difference for them, which means they're going to be in a lot of close games. That's that's my number one expectation for this team is they're going to be able to compete with just about anyone they set foot on the field with. Hell, USC's defense I just about looks to about bring the that same. Up. Yep. <laughs> looks about the same to me. Uh, I saw there was like a whole column in the LA Times about it, about how here we go again, the defense is going to cost this team, you know, um, Caleb Williams and, and, you know, his legacy. And it's like, yeah, I mean they were they're giving up third and twenty two QB scrambles and uh it did not look like a team that's ready to go compete for a national championship in my opinion. And and I think like I said, I think Colorado's going to be able to compete with teams that, you know, are in that tier below that. I agree, man. And that USC game was telling. I mean, if last year they were it was what, first quarter three to two, like these teams aren't invincible. Like they've, there's chinks in the armor for sure that you can expose. And you know, this coaching staff is so experienced and just, they've been through so much football that I have no doubt about it. They'll be able to find or exploit at least one or two things from not just TCU, but you know, when they go up against USC, Oregon, like, and then, as you said, if they just get a bounce or two, who knows, like they could be out in front, you know, with four minutes left to play and um, they just have to get a stop and they win the game. So. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this for sure. I can't remember ever being this excited for a uh, for a season opener. Like, yep. there's just so much to learn. I am like, I'm going to be sitting in the stands, you know, drinking beers with with the, <laughs> with the fans. But I also like want to have like a notebook out, like yeah. writing everything down so I don't miss anything because there's so many questions to be answered. The rewatch is going to be fun. I think no matter what happens on Saturday, we'll yeah, learn a lot. Maybe. From we should um, sit next to each other on the plane ride back and just rewatch it then. Yep. I'm about it, man. Uh, Sonny's asking if there will be a pregame show. Yes, there will be. Yep, that's the plan. With the legend himself. Yep, of course. An actual DMVR pregame show. How about that? Yes, yes. It's going to be sweet. Uh, Chris is asking if Juju's a grad student or senior. He is, uh, I guess, both, but a grad student. We think. Yeah. The chat said so. So I'm going to go with the chat. Ali3, what changes slash adjustments do you think TCU is making to prepare for CU? Do you think they will have any kind of hidden advantage? Go buffs. I don't know. I, I, I really don't think, you know, um, in week one against just about anyone, you can worry too much about the opponent. And week one, you know, it's so interesting that college football doesn't have any sort of preseason. 
Um, because week one, you're still figuring out who you have. Yeah. Um, so it's hard, especially with a team like Colorado, to make any sort of changes or adjustments when you don't even know what they have because you don't even know what you have yet. Um, so it's such a it's such an interesting game. And again, for me, this is a house money type of game for Colorado. And house money games in week one are dangerous. They are uh, yes. for favorites. You know, and it's it goes back to why Colorado fans hate playing CSU so much in the season opener um, because they're fired up. Obviously, you know that's their Super Bowl every season when they play Colorado, and it's usually played in the first game of the season when weird things happen because you're still figuring things out. You know, like you haven't been going live. Maybe you miss a couple tackles here and there. That can be really costly. Like it's all that week one games are weird. It's kind of nice for Colorado to be in this position in week one now where they can be the one who benefits from the weirdness of week one rather than having to try and hold on against a team that's like foaming at the mouth to get after them. Exactly. Um, I still think there's something there with that quarterback too, Chandler Morris. I mean, go back to how he performed in the first half last year. Like he's going to have to make some actual steps and show some actual growth for him to be anywhere near Duggan's level at what he was performing at last year. 100%. Eric, as it stands right now, more run heavy or pass heavy against TCU? What are you doing? All depends on how the game starts to shake out, you know. Um, I would love for Colorado to get the ball to start the game and just run it right down their throats. Um, like that to me that's like best case scenario because it just shows like um you know they're ready and they have the beef to compete with a team like TCU um but there's a chance it goes the other way and you know you have to start throwing the ball around and you obviously trust your door to make the right reads and make big plays for you so uh, you know i think if you were if you were given um a choice you would rather be more run heavy because that means you're dominating in that area right I think I'm still going to go pass, though. I just think that's still the strength of this team is Shador and the weapons on the outside. I mean, you can kind of manufacture a running game with how Sean Lewis treats the screens and just uh, the easy throws, you know, all the crossing routes and stuff like that. So um, if I had to bet, I think we see Shador pass for at least 35 times, maybe a lot more than that. Wow. Are you thinking this is like a, a shootout in Texas? I think it could be, man. I really think it could. I think the Buffs will be able to, you know, they've got Dylan, they've got Travis, they've got legitimate playmakers on the outside. And TCU returns a lot of starters on defense, but there were opportunities last season, even with how bad the Buffs were. They just didn't have the talent. This year they have the talent to exploit that. Man, that would be crazy. I'm actually well. We'll get into kind of game score predictions and season full season predictions yeah. at the end of the week. But I think I'm feeling the exact opposite. I think this might be a little a, a more of a grinded out type of game. All right. Um, Marlon's asking if we think Juju Mitchell is going to play on Saturday. What do you think? Maybe on special teams. Mm. That's I, a good I call. Think it, and like I would, you'd love to have a player like that uh, playing special teams for you. Um, I think it would be really hard. Like Charles Kelly is is calling a, a an NFL caliber defense uh, mm-hmm. in terms of its complexity and all the things that he's asking of players. I think it would be really hard to show up in a week and get yourself ready to play uh, significant defensive snaps. Uh, maybe there's a package you know that they uh, feel really comfortable putting him into. Um, and I don't, uh, you know, I don't know enough about him yet to know what his strengths are. 
but maybe there's a couple of plays where they say, okay, well, you know, we like you in this third and seven blitz package. Um, that I could see that, but I, I think it would be very limited. I was going to say no, but after you said that, I kind of agree with special teams just because you can send the guy out there, just go run downfield, and he's probably going to be super hyped anyway. So just let him yeah. go run down there and hit someone. You know, that's the easiest way to get him on the field. Yeah. I, I mean, I could see it for sure. Uh, Aloha Buffs, you missed out, man. Uh, they asked Jake, did you get the box of goodies I sent? Hope you saved some from RK. Uh, we still have the box of goodies. We got a bunch of Hawaiian uh, gifts from Aloha Buffs. So. Tons of stuff. I thought, you were, I thought you were about to say you didn't save me any, and I was no. <laughs> no, the box is still out there. I promise. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hell yeah. Thanks a lot, um, And uh, we have a video that we're going to post on that, unboxing it uh, later today, too. Sick. Uh, Angela is asking, how much four and five wide do you want to see Saturday? And first thoughts on the USC defense gave up a lot to San Jose State. You can go ahead. Yeah, I mean, um, we talked a little bit about the USC defense already. How much four and five wide do you want to see Saturday? Again, just kind of depends on the way the game's going. I think four wide is is Colorado's best formation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I would go with that. I, I guess not formation, better word would be personnel grouping. But um, right. I think that's their strongest. That's how they get their best 11 on the field. Uh, so I would like to see that a lot. With five wide, though, Man, Shador's so good that I just trust him. Uh, if you want to go five wide, and and you know maybe Dylan is that fifth, um, maybe it's a, you know someone else from the wide receiver room. It could you know could be Chick, it could be um, Jalen Ellis. Like there's so many options mm-hmm. of guys that you can put out there, and I just I really trust. Like five wide is all about knowing winning pre snap, right? Um, you got to know exactly what the defense is going to be giving up. And you just take it and you take it easy and, and, you know, you're, you're not pump faking or anything like that. It's just like, okay, well, this five yard hook should be wide open, snap, catch, toss it, get moving. I really trust your door in those situations. So I'd like to see it. Um, I just don't know how much you want to do it. Um, I think you're going to see quite a lot of it, honestly. How much do I want to see it? I, I agree with you. I think it, you know, for wide is kind of their best, uh, personnel grouping. It's also probably their best actual form, uh, formation too, because you give Shador more options. Um, I think we see kind of the same personnel group in four and five wide, though. I think it's going to be very fast tempo, obviously, and they're probably going to send out you know that ten personnel with either Dylan or Alton, whoever it is at running back, and then you're all of a sudden they're going to be running up to the line, and everyone's going to be split out wide. So it's going to be kind of flipping back and forth between those. On this USC defense, they gave up nearly 200 yards on the ground, Ryan. Uh, Chevin Cordero, the quarterback there, he had three passing touchdowns. He was pretty efficient. Overall, they lost the time of possession battle, too. So it's it's really the same song and dance with USC. Very explosive, uh, very good offensively, but almost to a fault where the defense is just right back out there because they keep scoring so fast and the defense is gassed and they can't defend. Yeah, they also had a return touchdown obviously yep. will kill your time of possession but yeah it's it's interesting um we'll think about usc a lot more later but it was it, it, like nice to have someone playing in week one that we cared about a little bit yeah for um sure. or week zero um on the tcu defense though really quick just in terms of those formations i keep talking you know in, in from who i've talked to they think they're gonna see man um mm. 
you know, people think that TCU is going to try and throw man at Colorado, and I don't think they can be defended in man. Nope. Um, so I'm really excited to see that. Like, even just like, uh, you know, we've talked so much about vertical, vertical, vertical when they're when they're playing man or you know coming across with those big long over routes. And then I just started thinking like, okay, well, what if Dylan Edwards is in the backfield and you're going man and you have a, a linebacker that's trying to run out to the flat to cover Dylan Edwards? Like, Shador's going to see that, snap it, flip it out to Dylan. You've got, you know, let's just say Travis and Javon ran off those those corners down the sideline. And so now Dylan's out here in space with just a linebacker who's trying to man him up, has no shot, uh, makes one move, and now he's off to the races. Like, I hope, I sincerely hope that that is the way that uh, TCU tries to defend this offense. This offense is going to present problems, man. I don't care who's defending them. They've got some speed and real weapons on the outside. I think they can give anyone fits at this point. Yep. Um, RefSide is asking, where's the tailgate party in Fort Worth? I plan on being there. Do you know off the top of your head? I don't, uh, but it, if you have the tickets, you should have all that information in your email. Yeah, check your email. Um, we sent an itinerary last week. Here we go. It's Trinity Episcopal Church parking lot. Um, the address is in... <laughs> what is it then? What is it? Episcopal. Episcopal. Um, the address is in there in the email. <laughs> Leave me alone. Can we have a segment every day where we just give uh, Jake words to read that he's never seen before that, or never Alyssa's said out loud goal. before? I'm making that game one day. We're getting yeah, there. Let's, let's go. We have a bye week coming up in October, so you can use that to your advantage if you want. Perfect. Also, let John John Denaro know. <laughs> my, my boy John Denaro. <laughs> I told oh Andre found out about that on one of the shows he did last week, and I didn't even have to explain it to him. I just asked, he saw the name, and I just asked him what the name of the peppers was, and he started laughing. Oh my god, that's so awesome! <laughs> um, <laughs> David is saying, uh, "What? Uh, oh yeah, we already talked about that." Um, <laughs> Do we know anything about potential lineups or depth charts? Nothing yet. Um, what's the next question? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Wayne, what's up, man? Oh, <laughs> RK, did you feel a sharp pain in your back last Monday? If you did, that was just Dre kicking spirit over on the set. <laughs> Jeez, man. You let Dre, you know, you let someone go in there, you let them into your your home, and they just disrespect it. It's crazy. I know. I told them, I was like, man, we just named this buff and everything. She's part of our family, and you just you treat her like that, man. It's not fair. Unbelievable. Uh, also, <laughs> while we're uh, having fun with the chat, I saw you uh, you had some fun on Twitter the other night oh, trying, Jesus. To, trying to give out compliments. Um... <laughs> I have you don't want to get into that. I don't really want to. I'll just say I have nothing bad to say about JSU, but uh, that was pretty crazy to me, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because you really didn't do anything wrong. Uh, but if I would have seen the tweet before you sent it, I would have said, "Ah, don't say that." <laughs> you live and learn. <laughs> yeah, they kicked ass though. I mean, they really. I know. Ass. Dude. 
I was hyped. Like I saw uh, Neely posted, you know, kind of his little uh, his monologue talking about how excited he was to watch that game. So I was following it. I was literally at the wedding, like pulling up. Uh, you could I could actually like watch it on my phone. So I was pulling up like just a couple drives here and there, and they looked awesome. I was stoked for them. Yeah, that defense and, is legit, man. And like Neely said, uh, TC is the first coach on the Coach Prime head yeah. coaching tree. Well, so, you know, everyone should be rooting for them to have success. No doubt, man. I'm still following them, even though I'm not allowed to publicly comment on them anymore. <laughs> there you go. Um, Nicholas, what do you feel the key, uh what do you feel are the keys to a the game for a CU win this Saturday? I, maybe I'll give you some more in-depth analysis later. Um, but keys to the game especially early in the season, really don't change. Um, run the ball, stop the run, and don't and win the turnover battle. If, you, if they do those, those three things, they will win the game. Um, now, you could say that about damn near every football game. So mm-hmm. like, that's why I said we can get a little deeper into it. Um, but it's also just as difficult as it is for them to scout each other. It's hard for us to scout TCU, given how much uh, turnover they had. So we'll see. Um, but – I think, you know, I, I don't – I hope there's not they're not in a situation where Shador has to throw the ball 50 times. Um, and while I think they can still win because he's that good, uh, it's not ideal. You want to be able to run the ball and stay on schedule all day and, you know, be able to keep the defense guessing. Uh, and on the other side, you want to be able to do the opposite. Right. I'll just go to the trenches. you got to protect Shador. you got to put pressure on Chandler Morris. Um, I think if you're able to do those things, protect Shador, let him get the ball out, let him get some deep shots out there, and then get to Chandler Morris, affect some throws, maybe get a turnover or two, I think that would really tilt the scales in CU's favor. But, yeah, as you said, we'll get way more into it later in the week once we have a chance to dig into more. Uh, Travis is asking, DMVR hosting a big kickoff party. What time do you all open? So we are opening on 8 a.m. on Saturday. Um, we do have, uh, the forever buffs coming into the bar, I believe as well. So it's going to be a party. I'm sure we just won't be here. Yeah. Um, get on down there if you're going to be in Denver or, you know, in the, in the area, um, because it'll be a great time. We're really trying to make the DNVR bar, the new CU bar, obviously Blake street tavern, uh, was a huge, you know, part of, of CU culture in Denver. Um, and sadly is no longer there. So, you know, we're trying to hopefully, uh, fill that hole for the community. And, and obviously, you know, we care a lot about the buffs. So if you need somewhere to watch the game, you want to be surrounded by CU fans, get down to the DNVR bar. For sure. Uh, we'll have brunch going on, uh, early in the morning as well, too. Uh, Some mimosas. You- yep. Chicken and waffles, all that good stuff, man. Skull Buffs is asking, what section are you guys in? Parker told me this on Friday, but I forgot. Do you remember? No, I know it starts with a four. Yeah, that's all I know, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, you'll, you'll hear us. <laughs> huh? I said, you'll hear us. Oh, yeah, you guys will be the loudest section out there. Uh, I'll let you hey, guys you know, know that, tomorrow. You know that video uh, <laughs> of all the Taylor Swift fans on the delayed flight singing you know yes that's gonna be us singing the fight song just driving everyone around us absolutely crazy uh on the fight song they're learning it Uh, what did you think of that love it 
Um, it's it's so funny because CU fans, you know, the OGs are just like worried about little things, right? Um, I've been reading the message boards, which I really shouldn't do, but I've been <laughs> reading them more because I'm just so ready for the game. I just can't think or talk enough about the buffs. Um, and there's just so many little things that people are worried about. Oh, are we still going to be wearing the black and gold? And like, the, you know, there's these little traditions. And like, to me, you got to just understand that Coach Prime gets it. He fully gets it, like, at the highest level that anyone could ever possibly get it. Um, so, he, you know, he understands that the fight song is important to people. He understood when he was touring around the facilities and he saw the pride and tradition of the Colorado Buffaloes will not be entrusted to the timid or the weak on the wall. And he was told that's kind of, you know, one of the big, important statements in the history of this university. He didn't say, oh, yeah, tear that shit down, put one of my quotes on there. He said, okay, keep that one. Um, you know, so he understands, you know, everything. He understands everything. And so uh, I love seeing it. Uh, and I hope that they get the opportunity to sing that at the top of their lungs uh, in the locker room after the game on Saturday, because anyone who has played football at CU will tell you the best fight song ever is post game in the locker room after a road win fight song. Mm-hmm. Let's hope, man. Um, next one. What weapons do we know that TCU has? Um, I can't remember what day it was last week, but we went through kind of TCU's transfer class. Um, some former Alabama guys to watch out for. I remember, uh, you know, we talked a lot about Trey Sanders at running back. He was kind of being recruited by CU. He's there. Uh, Chandler Morris is their quarterback. I think his name is, uh, off the top of my head, Jojo Earl or early. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, the Earl. wide receiver. Yep. Um, that's all I can think of off the top of my head. We'll go way more in depth later this week, guys, uh, probably for the pregame show, but we'll, we'll take some chances and, uh, talk more about TCU here in the middle of the week as well. Uh, Cole with a decent idea here. He said, how am I going to know who's who at the tailgate? Are we getting name tags? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm generally anti name tag, but it might be a cool thing for people to be able to put their YouTube commenter handle or their yeah. Twitter handle or whatever. Um, their channel, depending on who's going to be there. That could be cool. Spencer could get some name tags. Maybe I'll let him know. Uh, Kay is asking where we'll see you practice before the game. I don't know. I know they leave on Thursday. Um, I, that's all I know, though. I'm sure Coach Prime knows of a good place to practice in Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if they did practice at the Star? Could you imagine? I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked at all. <laughs> That'd be so wild. Yeah. Um, Jerry, Jerry World. They're not using it this week. Yeah. The thing is that that's a little bit further away now. That is, yeah. Um, I mean, there's like, yeah, there's plenty of options. The high schools there are like, you know, they have better facilities right. than most uh, FCS schools. So, yeah, they'll be okay. Um, Melanin Films is asking, what's the best position group on the team? I still say wide receivers. What do you think? You know, um, I think you're right, but I saw someone the other day, they were talking about who has the best. Um, quarterback room in the NFL. Yes. And someone said uh, Patrick Mahomes in three empty chairs is the best quarterback room in the NFL. And that's kind of how I feel about Colorado's quarterback uh, position group. It's like, yeah, Shador. Um, (laughs) He might just personally be the best position group on the team. Yeah. But 
to the larger question, which obviously is talking about a, a group of players. I think you're right on wide receiver. Um, we got two more or one more. Ken's asking, uh, where's the message board located that we're talking about? You're talking about two four seven, right? Uh, there's two of them. Um, uh, Stampede, <laughs> so the two four seven message board. Um, which thanks to Adam, I still have. I have a lifetime uh, membership too, since I since I worked for him back in the Let's day. Let's go. Um, uh, and then uh. The, I guess, free one is allbuffs, allbuffs.com, which is literally, like, you could almost trace my entire career back to allbuffs. It was my first, like, introduction to sports communities online, which is basically the story of my life at this point is sports communities online. Um, So I went on allbuffs, like, I learned about Twitter through allbuffs. Oh, wow. Like they were like linking like players' tweets on like signing day, and I was like, okay, I got to sign up for one of these accounts so I can see what's going on. Like, uh, so yeah, all buffs, great place. There's just a lot of uh, it's like reading the the whole thing is just like reading the comments. It's just yes. all comments. You know yes. what I mean? <laughs> yep. So yeah, there's great posts, there. and there's bad ones, and you know it's, but hell, that's a there's a ton of active CU fans always talking about the buffs, so I can't stay away. Right. Yeah, if you guys go check those out, just make sure you be careful out there because it can get very spicy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think we have a few more, actually. BK Travels is asking, do you think TCU has been watching well-off videos to prepare? Of course. Of course. Yeah, they they would be dumb not to. Neely was saying there's probably like a grad student or someone just specifically assigned to watch this stuff and – write notes and chart it all down so it's all easily digestible, and I wouldn't be surprised either. So he just goes on there every day and writes, Dylan Edwards, Dylan Edwards, <laughs> Dylan Edwards. Basically, yep. Uh, at least lately, man. He had another one on Saturday, uh, like 70 yards. Insane. I know. I think, was it Jaquez that he put on the ground? Uh, <laughs> I think it might have been Cormani again. Oh, my God. Really? Him- okay. I'll, I'll need to go back and watch. Did you see him throw Bishop Thomas though? <laughs> yes, and like I, I think the the whistle had kind of blown. So like, yeah, but still, it was just a wild sight to see him just ah, just yeah. toss him. He's so strong, man. Uh, Philip wants to know any word on blackout or gold out for Nebraska. Uh, I'm on the CU schedule site. I don't see anything planned yet. I'm sure we'll get word either later this week or early next. Yeah, I would assume maybe um, on Sunday. That's when they'll announce yeah, that. For sure. Um, with that being said, I'm just team blackout every game. I there you go. Uh, maybe are you still at TCU blackout in 100 degree heat? I don't own any other colors. <laughs> you don't <laughs> own a white buff shirt, not one? I, I actually do have one, and I will not be wearing it. I'll be wearing black. Man, I uh, I commend your dedication, brother. That's something. I'll be wearing my uh, I, I'll be wearing my Colorado versus everybody shirt. I Let's think, go. That one. Love to hear it, man. Uh, anything else before we get out of here, bro? Iswis says it was not Cormani. Okay. Uh, either way, man, it feels great to be back. I missed you all. Uh, the commenters, you, Alyssa. I miss Neely. Um, 
it's just I, like this is all I can think about. Anytime I have a spare moment, I'm just <laughs> thinking about this season starting. So uh, it, it's it's great to be back talking, and I can't wait to get back to uh, to Denver for the show on Thursday. Uh, and then I can't wait to see everyone who's coming out to TCU. Hell yeah, man. Um, it's been fun out here. We do miss you a bunch. Uh, I can't wait for our pregame show whenever we do it, however we do it, because I know it's going to be a ton of fun. Um, and then, of course, Saturday. I mean, I'm, I'm just counting down the minutes, brother. Can't wait to be out there in Fort Worth with you and a bunch of our people. I think that's it, guys. Uh, Neely will be back at least once this week. We'll have Ryan back later in the week. Um, and of course we got plenty of pregame and just preview content coming your way for this game five days away, man. How crazy does that sound? So crazy, especially considering how much I have to do between now and then. Yeah. Same here, brother. And we got to travel. Um, but all right, man, I'll let you go. We'll talk soon. Let's go buffs. Let's go buffs. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. <laughs>